What's up, everybody? Paflin here, and welcome to episode 1158 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur like you. And this is a special episode because this is a Where Are They Now episode. Back in episode 1069, we recorded an interview with Laylee, the founder of Supakit, S-U-P-A-K-I-T dot co, by the way, where she was challenged with scaling and growing her business. Supakit is a business that helps cat owners with some really cool blinged out leashes and so forth. And now we're back with her nearly two years later to chat about what has happened since then. What did she take away from that episode? And I'll tell you, the results are pretty mind-blowing. Let's give credit to where it's due. Laylee did all the work. I'm just the guide, but I'm here to help all of you today. So make sure you stick around, listen all the way through. And then at the end, I'll tell you how you can get coached like Laylee did as well. So here she is, Laylee from superkit.co. Layla, welcome back to Ask Pat. Thanks for joining us again. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to hear how the business has been going since episode 1069. If you might recall that episode, we talked about scaling up your business. You were just kind of starting out and, and online and were wondering ways to sort of expand. And, and I'm excited to get an update from you today. I'd, I'd love to start with perhaps what were, if you can remember, the biggest lessons and the biggest takeaways from the last time we chatted. So we could start there and see how things went. Yeah. So I came to you kind of a, a bit of a crossroads with the business and things were like ticking over, but we were interested in finding ways to really kind of supercharge what we were doing and help people find us and hear about us, which was a big problem at the time. And with your help, we kind of talked everything through and we reached a kind of nub of an idea, which was working with influencers to create custom product for them or do kind of custom promos and use that as a vehicle to kind of reach a bigger audience of people who'd be interested in our products. That's right. That's right. So influencer marketing, very powerful, also has had a negative tone in some cases with various products and events that have happened in the past. So how did you ensure that when you approach other influencers that you're going to sort of do this the right way? I think Actually, after we spoke, we did it both the right and the wrong way. And it was really interesting kind of dialing it in and working out what felt good to us. So we, so an example of the wrong way, because we only did it, I would say, wrong once and then we learned our lesson. <laughs> we reached out to an influencer who we didn't have um, like a very deep relationship with. We really admired what they'd done. We'd watched them from afar for a long time. But essentially, we contacted them with a business deal, essentially. And they were interested, but that project never really got off the ground. It took quite a lot of work. Like We were developing a sort of custom design version of one of our products for them. And when it kind of fizzled out, we stood back and we were like, huh, what wasn't quite gelling there? And we kind of realized that we hadn't started at the first date. We'd gone like straight to the marriage proposal. It felt wrong. And, it, and I think that it was mutual. We kind of both felt like we were just thrown into this deal together. So... After that, we kind of reassessed and we were like, actually, what feels really nice to us, I'm sure this is not going to hold for everyone. I think some people can go straight to the first proposal. But for us, it felt right when we were building kind of friendships with people and then using that as a springboard to kind of say, okay, well, what's interesting for both of us to work on together and what would be an interesting collaboration? And some of those we didn't even go into with our eyes open that, you know, we were you know, we, we weren't being cynical and just like kind of making friends with people that we wanted to tap up later. Often we were gen forging genuine relationships. So an example is 
there's an influencer called Dean who has an amazing story. He's, um, he's a Scottish guy who started cycling around the world. And when he was halfway through Europe, he found a stray kitten and took her in. And she then joined him on his journey around the world. And it's just such an incredible story. Loads of people have followed him. And we heard about him after he was featured in the dodo. And I just thought this kitten would really benefit from one of our harnesses. He could use it, reached out and sent him a harness and thought nothing more. I just thought it would just be a nice kind of act of charity. And out of that grew a huge friendship. And we've kind of been in touch over the last, I guess, 18 months. That's so cool. Yeah, it was really, it's really nice to see from a selfish point of view. I just love watching them travel the world together. And it was so lovely to be like, even play a tiny part of that. And then because we were friends later that year, in November of last year, he contacted us and he said, hey, guys, I'm hoping to do this amazing project for charity. I want to release a calendar, but I don't have distribution. Can you guys help? And we, so we helped him like retail and distribute his calendar, raise an incredible amount of money for charity. And that was, again, it was not really a business deal. It was like a helping your friends out deal. And then it's kind of evolved. And now we do have a like a working relationship. He's an affiliate for us and he promotes our product from the heart because he's used it now for almost two years. And that is the kind of relationship that's felt like really it's like well rooted. We've helped him out. He helps us out. And we genuinely admire and respect each other and, and are friends. And I think that was a good example of one of the successes when we got it right. Yeah, that's great. I'm trying not to cry because that just is a beautiful example of actually doing this from a place of service first and not going straight into the deal. And it's cool that you had done it the wrong way first because I think it taught you that lesson right up front. And then look at what happened now. I mean, I'm sure this isn't the first time this has happened. You've probably done this in other ways and shapes and different cases. The hard thing is it's not necessarily a cookie cutter thing, which most people want. Like, let's send the same email to everybody and just hope to see what sticks. Give me another example of, of maybe another person that you've developed a relationship with and how that's helped out with your business too. Yeah, I mean, we have done it an awful lot. Again, it's not like we've sat down and had a strategy meeting and thought like, who, who can we make friends with? Right, in right. Playground? <laughs> but there's a lot of influencers who have produced amazing photography and videography for us over the years. So there's a lady in Ireland who's just the most extraordinary photographer and she has a really unique set of skills because she has a cat that goes out adventuring but her cat has black fur and traditionally that's a a sort of trickier cat to photograph we've been sort of just slowly building a relationship this is an example of something that's kind of just in the friendship stages at the moment where we've given her product she shot amazing photography for us we're starting to kind of do more business but it's essentially grown out of us just being huge admirers of her work and telling her so, you know, and just being like, what you do is incredible. We'd love to hear more about how you do it. And we've jumped on video calls together just to kind of touch base. That's something I do a lot actually now is I try not to have an agenda. I But I do very often just be like, I like what you do, whether it's a fellow brand or an influencer or anyone else. I like what you do. I don't know how our stuff would align, but do you want to hop on a video call? Let's just get to know each other that seems to work quite nicely I think you just got a cameo from my cat in the background <laughs> <laughs> yeah I saw, I saw him. that's cool I mean that's that's such a beautiful thing and you know as they often say like you want to dig your well before you're thirsty if you're reaching out to people and you already are asking for stuff it's too late you're you're thirsty and you're digging it's it's too late so I love that you're doing that and those are very very key examples I'm curious 
now that the business has grown, what have you had to do to pivot to be able to accommodate? Because sometimes there are growing pains with businesses, especially when you have, and literally sometimes it can just take one influencer to just send a rush of stuff and then servers go down and like you have so much work to do. Have there been any sort of growing pains? And if, if yes, or even if not, what have you been doing to sort of avoid that? Yeah, so it was a huge experience for us doing Dean's charity calendar because I think in the course of three days, we did more sales than I think we've done in the entire history of Superkit, but for charity. Um, Wow. But what was so lovely was, so we were working pro bono, but essentially we got a free test of our entire system. So uh, yes, some servers did go down. Um, (laughs) A lot of people like sitting, refreshing the website. We also had to deal with a lot of customer service. So his audience is spread in parts of the world that we didn't maybe reach beforehand. And so we had to navigate issues with like shipping to Brazil and goodness knows where else. And then we also had to manage people's expectations. So one thing that happened with that example is Dean, before contacting us, had kind of scheduled an initial print run of his calendar and it sold out in an hour. So everyone was kind of bashing down our door, emailing us, DMing us, getting, you know, really quite emotional about the fact that they had potentially missed out on this calendar so we kind of rushed through in two days before Christmas a reprint and kind of tried to keep people happy and understanding so our customer service leveled up enormously and we reap the benefits of that now like now this Christmas we've been doing the same with our own sales but we kind of got to stress test all our systems beforehand and kind of understand where we need to kind of grow up a bit and this year has been quite a roller coaster a bit of a white knuckle ride and that We've been really fortunate that, you know, our sales haven't been hugely affected by COVID and we've been able to ship and our warehouse staff have been amazing at kind of keeping all the wheels turning. We have had to hugely increase our customer service and we've actually brought in two members of staff to join us to help us out with both customer service and social and kind of just make sure we're doing like the very best with increasing numbers of people. That's great. So how many how many people are on the team now? So we're four. Um, so I think when I spoke to you last time, I was kind of in the point where I was like, it's not really paying my bills and my partner works full time in this, but he doesn't get paid. So now it, it, both me and my partner work full time in the business. And then we have two additional members of staff who have been fabulous and really freed up quite a lot of our headspace That's to great. look That's over great. the horizon. <laughs> That's fantastic. And they're, they're employees or are they more contracted? Yeah, yeah, they're employees. It's interesting, actually. We've been through a bit of a I I would say this year we've learned a lesson about what we contract out and what we bring into the company so we've had some really good experiences with contracting out so we contract out our manufacturer we contract out our fulfillment that went very well so when it came to growing our customer service we thought we'll just contract out our customer service and when it came to doing extra social we thought we'll just contract out our social media and actually we found that that didn't work as well it works okay it works well enough but we're total perfectionists and we just really missed having somebody who was kind of right at the heart of the brand, understanding our ethos, our voice, our approach to things, what we would and wouldn't say. And the two people who've joined us as team members are both taking on roles that we had previously contracted out. And we felt like it was just a little bit too far away and too generic in in approach for our very kind of very specific brand. So yeah, that's been an interesting learning. That makes sense. How did you find those two people? So we we advertised for the position. It was interesting. We we advertised both on like kind of regular job sites, but also amongst our customer pool. 
And we did interview a couple of customers who were fabulous. In the end, I think our two employees were not from that route and they were kind of the more traditional recruitment. And they, they it's sort of like it would have been weird before this year, but they both work fully remotely. So yeah, right. well, that we've works. never been in the same room, but we see them every day. So it feels like it feels normal for us. Yeah, that's cool. Are, are they cat people as well? Yeah, that was actually really important to us. That I was, was going to say. With customer service. It's like, you can't have a really niche brand and then kind of not embody it. People can smell that a mile off if you're like, yeah, I love cat. You know, it just doesn't work. So it was like front and center of our job advert was like, must love cats. You know, it's like, it has to happen. And I think now that we have that in our workforce, it just makes us so much more authentic as a brand because any contact point that you touch, zip kit, you're getting somebody who's like obsessed with their cat, who knows the like the customer experience because they are our customers as well type thing. So yeah, it's worked quite well. Do you have pictures of your cats on your website? Yes, we do. So both, we've actually started like revealing ourselves a little bit more. So actually we've kind of, I'm not like a natural front of house person, but I think somehow having a team has made it feel like the safety in numbers and we've all kind of like ventured <laughs> So uh, for the first time this year, we did a Christmas gift guide where we all like chose our favorite gifts. And each one of us has written like a really personal like write up of why we think it's special. So you get to meet all the team through that sort of way. I jump on Instagram lives now and do stories and things. So I think people people see me. But yeah, I'm not like it's not the lady show by by any means. <laughs> That's great. I mean, pets are a wonderful way to connect with other people, you know, and even even in a big website like Amazon, when you hit a 404 page, it's like dogs of Amazon. It's dogs, not cats or pets of those who work at Amazon. And just that little connection is like, oh, my gosh. And now we can develop a relationship. And it's great to see that you're doing that with your customers, too. And even even your new employees, like it, like when the whole company shows up, it's like, wow, this is these are people here who are helping me in this company. And, you know, you connect with a person on the other end. And I love that. So that's because that was low hanging fruit, in my opinion. And I'm glad you're doing that already. So that's fantastic yeah we're being coaxed out <laughs> I think there's there's this lesson here of like you know trying something and you know maybe it not going the right way but you tried it anyway knowing that that's the direction you want to go and not giving up when it didn't work but moving forward and persisting and learning from the mistakes that you've made in that regard where are things headed in 2021 for you I'd love to know a little bit more about your plans what else are you looking to perhaps experiment and maybe even fail with to learn and grow from yeah, I'm sure we'll do loads of failing. I'm really comfortable with failing. I'm I'm very happy with it because it's always definitely the path to success. You've kind of got to be prepared to try things. I think, you know, we feel like we're in a, in quite a nice place to develop the next iteration of our offering. So things that we're thinking about for the kind of next 12 months are how to be like serve our community better and actually really give people a kind of a safe space to share tips advice you know obviously that happens on social to a certain extent we also deal with it privately in a lovely way in our customer service inbox you know we have lovely private conversations with our customers that are like really profound and about you know the importance of their cats and their lives but we're just kind of we're thinking about how we keep growing that and enhance it and give give more places for our customers to meet each other not just meet us so that's one thing we're thinking about the other things are 
again, like we're finding in our customer service inbox that we provide an awful lot of really tailored advice and support. So we have like a morning meeting where we literally go through people's harness, like troubleshooting, like, oh, it's really weird. My cat was doing well, but now it's kind of spooked what happened. And we like review photos and videos. It's like a surgery. We just basically give customers one-to-one advice on their particular training journey. But I'm aware that it's lovely for the customers who get it, but I'd kind of like to give it to everyone. So we're just thinking about whether we can create some sort of training course or a webinar or some way of us expanding the kind of surgery experience to all of our customers. I love that. It's a little meta because guess what I'm doing with you or what I did with you in episode 1069 and coming back today, we've done some surgery on your business together, but on a podcast now it's helping others too. And now you coming back, we're getting the full circle, full story. And so whether it's a podcast or a webinar or some public forum to sort of dissect a single person, it still helps everybody. And I love that you're thinking about that. That's, that's fantastic. How is content creation for you and and the business? Is that a big driver of sales? And is that an important component to the brand? Yeah, it is a really important part of the brand. So we've, actually got a lot better at producing our blog content for example and and making sure it's really valuable for our particular customer base and the kind of things that they're kind of crying out for it's surprising there's some topics that just aren't covered in articles so that's kind of one arm of it and then you know we're working really hard at creating original content for our social media channels so it is good I just think it's just a little bit ephemeral and I'm I'm just looking for ways of us reaching people more I I would and it's not a business perspective but I feel like I want people to be a customer of Superkit without having to buy something I would like them to know that we are a community and if you don't need our products that's totally cool this is still like a place for like-minded people so that's kind of that's something that's in my head obviously we have to square that with our business goals but you know that's kind of the direction we're headed you know, when you serve your customers or your people, your avatar, whether they buy products or not, it helps everybody, right? And and this is sort of the approach that I've taken too. I don't expect everybody to be a customer and buy my courses, but if I can help one person and they have a friend who might need help with a podcast, then I can be confident or at least more confident that they'll share my stuff with their friend because they trust me and they've gotten value from me in some way. So I love that in terms of expansion and just going beyond the product and going into the community. I think that's that's very smart. To finish off here, Lately, I would love to ask you now that you are, I don't know what we call a graduate, a, a veteran, a, <laughs> I, I don't know what, we don't have a name for people who come back and, and do the work and get some great results, but. I want a captain gal. Yeah, right. I mean, you, you've done it and, and you know, commencement begins in another uh, realm in 2021 for you. And I love that. What advice would you give to those who are listening to this? And they've heard the transformation and the effort that you did to take the information in 1069 and then implement it. And here you are now. What piece of advice would you give those who have been struggling? Maybe they've been listening to a lot of content, but they haven't really gotten results yet. How might you encourage them this year? I think there's a few things. I think it's important to try stuff and not be afraid to fail. So I think before I spoke to you, I might not have, when I saw the dodo video of a guy cycling with his cat, I think I emailed him and didn't hear anything back because I now know that he Dean doesn't read emails and then I DM'd him and I think the sort of persistence to be like I really would like to reach out 
I probably wouldn't have done before we spoke to each other, but I was just a little bit more confident and tenacious after our chat. So I think it's important to have that that confidence to kind of go after the things that you think are, are good, but also be prepared that they might not always work out great. And if they don't, I think having also the confidence to say, huh, that really didn't go well, but let me analyse why and take the things that did work out of it and move them forward. And rather than kind of feel like, oh, that was that makes you feel uncomfortable, I'm going to put it in a drawer and never look at it again. I think just actually being able to sit down and examine something and, and ask the question about why it did or didn't do well. Same with successes. Like rather than just being like, yippee, I'm great. Be like, why did that work? And what can I kind of take home from that? So I think those are kind of my, my main take homes but yeah and also like say it's I especially at the point where we spoke to each other last but actually even now time is so limited and so precious that focus I think is was one of the big gifts that you gave me to be like do you know what we're just going to have this one idea and that's it like run with it go rather than being spread too thin so you know I think it is worth if you're like a solo entrepreneur or even if you've only got a small team to kind of really go okay I'm going to put my chips on this and I'm going to give it everything and then I'll see where I'm at afterwards and kind of go a bit more focused in that way. I agree with that I mean you're at least giving yourself a chance for the thing that you chose to do to succeed versus like you said if you divide that energy across all different kinds of things like you might not even give any of them a chance to get to the point where they could actually do something for you so th- thank you so much Layla. this has been an amazing catch-up i'm inspired i'm motivated and i'm ready to get out there and, and make 2021 the best it can be and i know everybody else listening is the same too so one more time thank you again and where can people go to check out the product check out the content check out the work that you your partner and your team are doing Well, first of all, thank you so much. It's been instrumental in our journey and it's really nice to just kind of check back in and and be able to say thank you. If people want to come see us, we're at superkit.co. So that's S for sugar, U-P-A-K-I-T dot C-O. Or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels, which are Superkit store. Thank you so much, Leila. We appreciate you. Good luck and, and we'll talk again soon. Great. Thanks so much, Pat. Thank you. All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation and catch up with Laylee. Again, you can check her out at supa, S-U-P-A, kit.co, supakit.co, and she's doing a super job with her business. Laylee, thank you so much again for coming back with us, and this is one of my favorite things to do. If you are listening to this and you're inspired and you are not subscribed to the show, please go ahead and do that Do that now. Whatever app you're on right now, I wanna help you further. You're gonna get to listen in on even more coaching calls like this down the road. We're gonna every month bring a Where Are They Now episode back into the mix as well. And I might be able to help coach you personally too. All you have to do is go to askpat.com and right there you'll find a button to potentially apply and get picked. Now, you have to apply to get picked, but I cannot pick everybody, unfortunately, but we're always looking for new stories and people to come up and bring on the show so we can help out. And by you allowing us to share this live with everybody, I mean, it, it helps so many more people. So I appreciate you so much. And Laylee, again, thank you so much for allowing us to share this. And I'm looking forward to potentially working with you. So again, askpat.com. Oh, and by the way, thank you for all the amazing reviews that have been coming in since the last time I asked. It's just so helpful. I read them all. Thank you. And if you happen to have a chance to take a second to leave a review for Ask Pat on Apple, that would be uh, really, really helpful. Anyway, thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe because we got another killer episode coming at you next week where you get to listen in like a fly on a wall to myself and an entrepreneur like you. So thanks again, take care. I'll see you next week. Cheers and as always, Team Flynn for the win. Peace.
Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.